You're listening to Social Media Unlocked, episode number four. When I started That Hangry Girl, I was so scared to put out content. And and I had to keep telling myself, don't be. Just be yourself, be authentic, be real, be you. And someone's gonna eventually like catch on to that. It's time we had an honest conversation about social media. This is Heather Pink, your host of Social Media Unlocked. After spending years producing TV and running social media for the NFL, I started my own social media consulting agency. And well, I wanna talk and teach more about social media. Through each podcast, I hope to bring you a new perspective on social media through influencers, brands, content creators, and more. So that way it can help you with your personal brand, your brand's content, collaborations, and well, just being more knowledgeable about social media. In episodes one through three of the Social Media Unlocked podcast, I brought on people that represented well-established brands or were well-established influencers. But what about starting a brand from scratch? It's actually what a lot of people are trying to do these days. And it seems like if you don't have a brand or don't already represent one, then you're actually starting a brand for yourself. So I decided to bring on one of my best friends to talk about just that, starting a brand. Nikki Hendry is currently at one of those well-established brands, TMZ, and you can actually see her on their TV show just about every week. But what you don't see on TV is her passion for cooking. She took that passion and she started her own food brand, at That Hangry Girl with a U. And if you're listening to this, please pull out your phone and go follow her on Instagram. So on this podcast, you'll hear about how social media has changed TMZ, but also we'll go in depth on how to create a brand from inception to execution. And well, maybe even hear a story or two about some food fails. Take a listen. All right, with me now, I have senior producer of TMZ, that hangry girl and one of my best friends in the whole world, Nikki Henry. Hi. <laughs> For those that don't know, Nikki and I went to college together. We went to the University of Illinois. We did. I had actually transferred from ASU to U of I and I was going through recruitment for sororities and I just happened to also be at the radio station doing, I think it was like intern or something. Yeah. It was something like that where you can have your own show or whatever, get into that kind of side of the business. Yeah. And so that's where I met you. <laughs> so Nikki and I had our own radio shows what was mine was pot i think mine was like one to three or i think mine was in the morning mine was really early in the morning so like before i had class mine was like midnight i think mine was midnight to 3 a.m and yours was one of the ones right after six yeah six to nine or something that's real life when you are a journalism major Uh, we didn't even say how we met so (laughs) (laughs) so i met her at the radio station but she also happened to be in the sorority that i was like obsessed with and this was all during recruitment and she was just basically like yep got got you gonna put in a good word for you like we were meant to be like sisters so sisters we are sisters for life. like 10 years later here we are in la together doing our own thing which is insane so we're gonna talk about both where you work now and your new brand but first how has social media impacted your current job so maybe explain how what your current job is and how social media is affected by it yeah so I am a senior clearance producer at TMZ so basically what that means is any photo or video that you see on TMZ whether it's TMZ.com TMZsports.com or any one of the shows our live show our sports show or our regular TV show all of those assets photo or video has to pass my department. So what that means is we have to either find the owner who who has it, clear it from them, offer them a licensing fee if they require it. um, And basically we're just on the grind. You know, we're buying things from tipsters who write into our tip line with, hey, you know, we saw so-and-so out, we got video, et cetera. So those are the kinds of things that my department handles. But we also are always on social media because, you know, this day and age, social media has grown 
I've been at TMZ for six years and it's definitely tripled since I've even since last year. Like it's insane how much social media has taken off. You know, back in the day it used to be, oh, so-and-so tweeted and now Twitter is one of the major news outlets there is. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy how we're getting our news now. And, you know, back in the day with our parents, it used to be television, a normal, you know, news broadcast, r- NPR radio, things like that, that yeah. no longer really. I mean, my parents still watch the Chicago nightly news at like 5 p.m. Oh, my mom is always 10 o'clock. Got to watch the news. We got to watch the news at 10 p.m. Ron. Like it's, <laughs> you know, it's literally always like we got to we got to do this. We got to watch the news. And, you know, they don't really understand. They're on Facebook. but They don't really get it. They don't really understand social media. Uh, but anyway, back. Back to TMZ. So, you know, with my department, we work a lot with e, the photo agencies, so the paparazzi agencies that get everyone out, and you know, they're they're doing a lot of, um, you know, those are the kinds of people that everyone says stay in the bushes and you know, hide away in the bushes and all this stuff. So, those are the people we interact with the most as well, and I think it's really changed their way of getting photos and videos because there'll be something that they'll pitch to us of like, yo, we just got so-and-so out making out with so-and-so. You want to, you want to buy these exclusively? And we're like, oh, yep. Already saw those on a random blog or on Twitter or on Instagram or someone else just actually wrote into our tip line. We're actually going to go this way. So it's like everyone has their phones out. When you see something happening, everyone's pulling their phone out. So I think social media has honestly changed the way my department runs now because our main way of getting news is we obviously want to be the first. TMZ is very credible for that. And we're credible for the information that we're putting out there. So if, you know, someone's coming to us saying, hey, we got pictures of so-and-so, we always make sure we're like, okay, let's vet this. Let's actually make sure that this is what they say it is. We'll make sure that this is exactly who it is. Because a lot of people on social media are like, hey, just saw Taylor Swift and -and so-and-so wherever. And it's not her. But some blogs and some news organizations do run with those photos. Yeah. So you guys saved money because of that. So instead of paying for the tipsters, you guys are like, oh, well, this person instead, we could just credit them on Twitter or on Instagram. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, with the people that are out there on Twitter and Instagram, sometimes they just want to see their credit on TMZ. So they're like, hey, like we reach out and we're like, hey, we can offer you credit and you get to see your name on TMZ. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's so dope. Totally. Let's do it. So therefore, we have saved money. Yeah. Because now we're not paying the paparazzi agencies or we're not paying, you know, to buy things from people. But, um, you know, exclusivity is huge for TMZ. So that still is a factor. So we still do spend some coin, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how it was at the NFL, too. I know we had one where Miles Garrett was at the airport and we were like, OK, is that actually Miles Garrett or let's keep looking through? Is this person at the airport? Is Miles Garrett traveling? And it's crazy. That just that 15 seconds of fame, if that less than that is something yeah. that's like, OK, sounds good. Yeah. And they're super content with it. I mean, I know, you know, back when I lived in Chicago, I would have been so stoked to see my name on TMZ or NFL or something. It's like, oh, at my handle. I'm like, oh, my God. See, now now it's the regular where uh, my parents will call me. It's like, I saw Nikki today on TMZ. You know, she's wearing her glasses again. And (laughs) my mom's like, why is your hair always in a bun? I'm like, oh, mom, I don't know, because I wake up at four in the morning to get to work at five and work until three. So if you want to do my hair, come on out here. (laughs) If you want to do my hair and makeup, come on. (laughs) I know we were talking before we started recording about social media and kind of how outside of your specific department social media is with TMZ. Explain a little bit. Yeah. So, um, any story that we do is automatically immediately either alerted to the other news outlets so that they know this is what TMZ just put up. It's alerted to people's phones and it's alerted on social media. So we have, you know, a Facebook and Instagram account, a Twitter account that we're tweeting out or we're putting up all of our stories up on those platforms as well to get the views, to get the clicks, to make sure we're gaining more traffic to our site. So Nikki just started her own brand. It's that hangry girl with you. 
It is. It's me. It's that hangry girl. It's spelled G-U-R-L because um, all the other, you know. It's really hard thinking of a catchy name that the handles aren't taken yet. I think it took me a solid two, three weeks just to be like, I know I was running names by you. You're like, yeah, no. And I, you People know. People don't realize how much it actually takes to start a brand from scratch these days. You know, everyone has their own handles. And when you have a brand, like you have to make sure, I know we, we talked about this. You have to make sure the Instagram handle, the Facebook handle, the website, everything is cleared. And it's cohesive and it's not like, oh, well, you know what? It's actually that hangry girl with a U on this platform, but then it's one, two, three on this platform or dot org on this platform because that's just not organic for people. They always yeah. want to be like, like, I remember when my mom first started using the internet, she was like, yeah, just go to um that newspaper.com. Like she always thinks everything is dot com. And I swear that's just how in our brains we think it is. Yes. Like when someone's like, oh, that's dot org. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Oh God, what is that? My website is dot pink. Yeah. So which would throw me off. I'd be like, <laughs> is this is this a scam? Like yeah, that's how I, I am. But it it works for you. It works for people. Whatever's available, you just gotta do it. You so know? what inspired you to start that hangry girl? So that hangry girl is basically it's like a food blog. So it's gonna be like all recipes. Um, it's gonna be a fails, because trust me, I just failed at some chocolate chip cookies. So those will be up there next month. There's gonna be a dining. Uh, when I go out to eat with my boyfriend, we honestly take pictures of our food because he's such a foodie. And so so we've gone to a lot of places in LA and a lot of people who are transplants here may not know about like, oh, they have this bomb pizza place in Echo Park called Masa. So it's like you want you want to engage in people like that. And it's so crazy because when I started that hangry girl, I was so scared to put out content and and I had to keep telling myself, don't be just be yourself, be authentic, be real, be you. And someone's going to eventually like catch on to that. But what had inspired me to do it is like, Back at the beginning of last year, I like started to put up recipes on my Instagram. So I would be like cooking dinner for me and my boyfriend and I'd be like, oh, yep, tonight's ceviche or whatever. And, and you I would, would do the steps. I would watch them and I was like, man, this is really good. And it's so easy. And I would literally make 30 minute recipes or sometimes they're 40 minutes because you have to like cook the chicken. And I always take that into account because everyone's like, oh, this recipe is 20 minutes, but it's already they're already pre-made chicken. So I'm like, no, I'm going to factor that in because some people don't have time to like yeah. go and buy pre-made chicken. They have to grill their own chicken. But anyway, so it's always usually going to be 40 minutes and under that's my goal because I'm a I'm a basic person like I work uh, like a nine to five and then I go to the gym and then I come home and it's like it's 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 like a schedule you're on you know such a strict schedule when you have a, a job a full-time job you know you're trying to do a side hustle you're trying to make sure you're eating healthy you're trying to make sure you're going to the gym you're trying to make sure you're keeping in contact with your friends you're trying to make sure you say hi to your family it's a lot so I'm not trying to be in the kitchen for you know an hour making these recipes with you know I see a lot of food bloggers and I envy them for buying oh you know put a little bit of almond flour in here and a little bit of oat nut and whatever the heck it is <laughs> that's just not me that's just not my brand so you know I and my boyfriend has he he honestly contributed to the name because I get hangry. Like if he doesn't feed me, I turn into a beast. Like I turn into a different person. So we, when we were thinking of names, he was like, hangry, that is your thing. So with that hangry girl, it's going to be quick, easy recipes that are easy for people to make, that they may have, it's customizable, it's easy for them to you know put together with whatever they have in their kitchen. And I just wanted to put my stuff out there. But when I would put it out there, you know, I just felt like back last year at the beginning, the stuff I was doing I felt was very juvenile. Like it wasn't up to my standards because mm-hmm. I was looking at all these other food blogs and I was like, gosh, their lighting is amazing. Or like, gosh, they really know how to use it, you know, because a lot of them do use cell phones. So I was like, dude, they know how to really use a camera, you know? So I honestly stopped doing those recipes on my Instagram. And people at work were like, hey, like what happened to those? Like there was like 
a want for them and and they were like interested in it. And I was like, dang, this could actually be like a thing. And I enjoy doing it and I'm already doing it. So might as well take some photos and maybe learn how to do some videos and figure out how to make this into like something that I do love to do. And I love it. I that's love awesome. It. See, and that's what people more and more I find now that millennials always have a side hustle. And it's one of the things that I've learned and read about that most people now they aren't just satisfied with their annual income, their regular job. And most people have a side hustle. They have multiple forms of income, you know, and not to say that that hangar girl just started. So it's I'm very, like, very, course. very new. Go follow me, please. <laughs> <laughs> but but the thing is, is that's what the hope is. That's the goal. I mean, that's the goal totally. for anybody. Totally. Right? This was going to come up at any point. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned fail. I personally love seeing the realness of any account. I, I I almost hate when account is so perfect. I'm just like, I wish you would just show a little bit of the behind the scenes. Like either show me how you make it, show me just a little bit something that isn't so perfect. Yeah. And that's what I love about that hangry girl is that you do have fails. <laughs> and I will say that I contributed to a fail recently. <laughs> you definitely did. So <laughs> Nikki and I, I went over to Nikki's place and we were cooking. Uh, I said we were baking chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Um, I was sort of we were going to show I was going to show her how to do some videos. Um, you know, like the overhead tasty videos that everyone likes on, you know, in- Instagram. They're a lot harder. They and, are so hard. I mean, I basically had to I watched a YouTube video of a 12 year old <laughs> literally making a $13 overhead tripod that I made. And it does work. And it uses like a mic stand and like uh, all these different random things. And so the the funny part was is you know we had it and you know it was looking all good we had everything i was like dang look at those lights that you have pink like dang okay we're really getting legit and my boyfriend's like wow look at that setup you guys are really doing this fast forward to when um we basically put the cookies in the oven well first i the recipe called for a heaping spoonful so i just decided to make sure these these cookies were going to be great and big and filling and amazingly gooey and I was like, all right, Nikki, I know there's a big spoonful call on the recipe, but like you took the biggest spoon from your drawer and then you <laughs> made sure it was heaping on top of that. And then you just kept going. I was like, Nikki, they're going to run into each other. Like, no, no, they'll, they'll be fine. It's all good. And sure enough, what happened? It was a giant pizuki that came out of the oven. <laughs> Not only was it a giant pizookie, I sit down to see the video that we made and I didn't screw on my lens all the way. So everything was slow-mo and almost looked like the Blair Witch Project met like a drunk version of you and you were like, what is happening? Because also I used a mixer so the boom stand was like over my shoulder so every time I would be mixing, I'd be hitting the stand. So it was, it's honestly great. But those will be on the blog, Instagram vs. Reality next month. Uh, I'm going to show you guys the fail. I mean, I just failed the other night with my eggplant parmesan I was trying to make eggplant parmesan I was like yes I'm gonna make it with some zoodles and it's gonna be great and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it on the gram and it's gonna have you know that nice melted cheese on top and the sauce yeah the eggplant stuck to the foil okay outside the fails what's been, <laughs> what's been the hardest part of uh creating your own brand from scratch and especially it being a food brand so you mentioned fails and that's a huge thing for food blogs that's lacking because if you look at any food blog that's out there right now, I can just name a few. Pinch of Yum, Ambitious Kitchen, um, My Girl, Skylar. 
Dining yes. with Skylar, my favorite girl. She actually just got engaged. I was oh, just going to say. Woo, loudy girl. And she's moving <laughs> to like the UK and stuff. Good Lord. She's living the best life. But um, those, those, I mean, sometimes uh, Skylar is really good at, you know, putting out the fails. But like Ambitious Kitchen, so perfect. It, it, it's disgusting because it's so beautiful. Like they are so perfect. Pinch of yum, same thing. They are, but it's taken them years to get to this perfection point. But like when you look at their, their Instagram, it's cohesive. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a certain look, an airy tone to it, or, you know, someone likes to film on like a darker background. So it's like all of those things that go into just putting up a photo on Instagram. Normal people are like, wow, that's a dope photo. Like today I, I put up a photo of like, uh, Jay was pouring dressing over the salad. So there's like a dressing pour, but it took me so long to get that dressing pour and you know it's like it being creative how, how being takes? different how many takes oh my gosh you should see my camera because you have to have the <laughs> iso and the and the and the aperture and the lighting all at the same time and it's just like all these they it's it's a, it's a lot because the when you're just doing a normal photo those those settings are different and then you're doing a pouring shot where things are moving and if you do it it's going to be blur it was a lot but it, it takes a lot of tries to get that one photo where you're like dang this is good i know and you know what it's one of the things that we've taught a lot of our clients because some clients very few clients know what it takes to create like really 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 good content a lot of them have an have amazing ideas i mean they have amazing ideas i want to do this i want to do that and it's our job to bring it to life but also to show them how exactly it is to create that like we come from production backgrounds so we know how to bring something to life as producers right but the majority of this world does not understand that. They they see something like, that is dope. That's a dope Instagram photo. That's a dope video. They have no idea how it comes about. And that's one of the craziest things that we're teaching people that you can create good content, but it actually, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. It takes so much studying. Like you didn't know about ISOs and how to fiddle a camera. It with took a me year a ago. solid six, seven months just to teach myself how to use a DSLR camera. So it, and, and you know what? I'm not even I'm not even near the point of where I even want to be either. So it's honestly every time I get behind the camera, I'm like, okay. And I look on Pinterest boards and I look on people's blogs and I try to get ideas of how to be maybe, you know what, actually instead of just putting the sandwich, you know, stacked on top of each other, maybe if you like break it apart or you do something different. So it's like always making sure that you're trying to generate those new ideas that people could be like, dang, that's cool. Or, you know, dang, that's a dope video. And you end up on the Explore page. You end up with more followers. You end up with brands reaching out to you. Mm -hmm. But all of that stuff, you obviously want that to happen. And you want it to happen quickly. But it's really hard to kind of tell yourself it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. I can tell you one thing. Like, I remember um, I first started, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. July 1st, I'm going to launch that hangry girl. And I'm going to make sure that I'm a month's content ahead. Okay, I was perfect. Perfect. I told I, July first. I was like, God bless you, <laughs> because sometimes, and a lot of people, they work. You know, especially with companies, they they have a bigger crews where they can say, all right, there, here's these two things that come out next month. You work on it. They are high production value, and then everybody else works week to week, yeah. because sometimes that's all you can. That's all you can get. And now that you've launched it. What are you, where are you at now? Like, I, I got to make sure that tomorrow's is good or next week's is good. Yeah. And- Every time that I sit, that I make a recipe and I sit down and I'm like, okay, how are we going to shoot this? I also have to think that my boyfriend's sitting there starving because, you know, like <laughs> I'm making food for us legit for dinner. And then whatever is left over, I'm filming and we use it for lunch the next day. So it's like, I always have to make sure, okay, well, his is over here. I'm going to make sure that I photograph this. I'm like, yeah, Jay, your stuff's in the, in the fridge, you know, whatever. Like, don't bug me. I'm in the mode. I'm in the zone. But it's hard because like I said, in, when I started in Memorial Day weekend, I was like, okay, July 1st, I'm going to launch. I want to be a month ahead. I was perfect. Every, I was on top of it in June. Then all of a sudden life in July happened and life happened. I 
have a full-time job where I'm like, okay, maybe on my downtime, you know, I have an hour or two in the afternoon that's slow. I can maybe get some stuff done. Yeah, no. I thought I was gonna be able to get some stuff done today. Nope, didn't. It was a tornado at work. So it was like, you know, it's so crazy sometimes and life happens. You know, I was home for a little bit in Chicago for 4th of July. Then it's like birthdays, people visiting and all these things that happen. Plus you're dead tired. You're I know. tired. I know. And that's what people don't understand too is like, when you create your own brand, like when you have your own Instagram account, that's cool. But when you're trying to create something from scratch and something that you want people to engage with, you have to be on it. And I tell people, treat this brand like it's your baby. You need to be waking up to it. You need to be engaging with it. You need to be knowing what am I going to do tomorrow? You need to be worrying about it. Not worrying about it. You don't want people to worry about it, but you should be thinking about it Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, You want it to be perfect. You want it to grow into something amazing and awesome that people always look at. Not that you would always do that with a baby, but essentially you have to treat it like it's a newborn. Yeah. When you create a brand from scratch. And it's hard. It's hard when you have your normal hustle and you want to have a side hustle that's building your own brand or having your own Instagram account. I mean, I know one of my friends was telling me because she just got a new golden retriever and everyone's like, where's your dog Instagram? She's like, I didn't want to put that pressure on myself of having to make sure that I'm posting consistently to have followers. She's like, because I'm going to be that type of person that I'm going to be obsessed with it. And I'm going to be upset if I don't get 100 likes on this photo or this video, or I'm going to be upset if I miss a post or, you know, or if my dog dog doesn't do a trick the right way. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like things like that she didn't want to put on herself. So it's it's all glorious. Everyone wants to have their own thing nowadays. I feel like it's a lot for millennials right now to not work for someone. They want to work for themselves. That's what I did. So I guess I can't complain. But also there's other politics that had to go with my story. I totally can relate because I think that millennials see social media and brands and the connection and relationship sometimes more clear than the upper management that are in the older classes, right? When you're working at a company that's maybe a medium-sized company and they don't have a social media presence, if I'm working for that company, I'm frustrated, you know? And I would be like, I want people to know about a brand. Sometimes that's the hard part. And talking to other people that are our age, they work for these companies and they're like, yeah, you know, we don't have a social media presence. And I'm like, why? Why are you not asking about it? I think also general inquiry also opens their minds too because maybe they're not thinking about it. Just right. because your you know, vice president is 55 years old and doesn't have social media does not mean by any means they shouldn't be thinking about it. Totally. You know? And I think that that's, that's the tough part about millennials, right? They understand it. They see it all. And they know that if they left, they could probably go out and do it. Right. Um, and so I think that's... But eventually we're going to get to this point where there's going to be like so many millennials, but also these companies are starting to catch on quickly. And I don't we're not there now. We're not at this. We're not at this point where companies are catching on. But I think that maybe in a year companies will start catching on to this. Oh, yeah, we actually do have to to be on social. But so for you, that hangry girl is a way to get the message out there and to share what you're doing and to help be a part of other people's daily lives but for other companies what we try to teach them that doesn't need to be that way because sometimes we had one person ask like what's the roi on you know if we paid you every month what's the roi i'm like listen i'm not i'm not gonna bullshit with you you're probably not gonna make your roi on us in a month unless you're an influencer right and unless we're making those connections but if you don't have an audience to influence then you're not gonna realistically make an roi immediately totally you know, and that's what people don't understand is that, oh, so I'm, I'm not going to make money off this immediately. Like, 
No, you actually have to work at it in order to get money from it. And I think that's this misconception that people are getting that like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to start an Instagram account. I'm just going to, you know, get all these partnerships and make money off it. It's like, no. I have zero followers right now. I have zero. because. No, I mean, um, I'm following zero accounts, I should say. Yeah, I'm following zero accounts right now. And that's because my content on my page, my I read something. It should be your top six because that's all people can see when they first, you know, go to your page. Your top six should be the best content that you're putting out at that moment. So now that I have almost a month under my belt, I'm going to start following other accounts and engaging and doing all that. But that also takes time. I don't want to constantly. It's it's such a hard struggle between like being on my phone for so long every single day that I'm like, yo, what? Like, I I I don't want to be staring at a screen. I already stare at a screen all day at work. And then I come home. Yeah, I come home and I wear glasses. I get tired. My eyes get tired. I just don't wear them all the time because (laughs) I look like a nerd. You look great in your glasses. (laughs) Mine are just way nerdy. Yeah, but I'm tired. I'm so tired that I don't want to be looking at a screen being like, okay, let me engage with, you know, this lady. But like, I think it's important because she took the time out to comment and like my posts. And now I feel like I need to go and comment on her posts and maybe follow a few of her followers and do the same thing for all these other people. yeah. I've gotten followers that I don't know. That's great. Right now, but that's, that's which that's is what amazing. You should be doing, yeah. you know. And a few of them have commented, and I'm like, holy crap! So I have <sighs> my own uh, Disney Instagram because when I first started my website, I wanted to make sure it was actually reflective of me and who I was. If you were to come up to me, you didn't you didn't know me, but you knew my website or my Instagram account, like you would know me because I want to be as you know transparent about who I am, my friends, what I'm into. Um, you know, I don't care that. One day I would speak at a conference and the next day I'm at Disneyland or I'm at Comic-Con. Like, that's me and who I am. So when I started doing my Disney blog and I was asking people, do you think I should have a Disney Instagram? And almost everybody said yes. And even like I reached out to certain companies, uh, like I have a partnership with a ring company and I reached out to them on my personal account and they said to me, well, are you going to start a Disney account? And that was like, all right, final straw, I'll do it. And it, for me, I actually use it a lot as our as my test subject. When I first started it, I started, I put a couple posts out there and I kind of re- like, I don't like to regret things, but in hindsight, I wish I would have done this differently. After I put a couple posts out there, I said to myself, I, I need to step back and do a competitive analysis. I need to figure out what else is out there. I need to sit down and actually look who's doing what. Yeah, because there's just like there's so many food blogs. There's so many of a certain blog I know. or of Instagram and you have to be different. And you know what is so I sat down on the couch and probably for like two hours I was scrolling through Instagram, you know, but letting myself go down the rabbit holes, letting myself find other people. And let me tell you, every single person I found was the exact same Instagram. You know, it was like, hey, look at me. I'm at Star Wars land. Hey, look at me. There's nothing else besides, hey, look at me. I'm wearing a Disney shirt. I'm in this place. Which, granted, yes, everyone wishes that they could eat the things and be there. But, like, isn't can't there be something more? Right. And that's sort of what I wanted to do is sort of have a little bit more, like, creative sort of experience pushed into my account. Because, sure, I have a Disneyland pass. So does, you know, thousands of other people. But what can I do differently that none of these people can do? You know, is I can go out there and create videos or do something that's actually creative that other people maybe don't have the skill set to do, you know. And so that's where also one of the weird things that people say when they see my Disney account is they love how I break it up. So every uh, every six posts, I do like a tile. And when I was talking to my business partner about this, he's like, you know, those tiles don't really do that well. I was like, but you don't understand when when people see my account. That's one of the first things they say. 
they love how I break up my account every six tile, which in my mind is very strange. But for me also, I wanted to be a little different. And that was my test of maybe this, maybe this will help start setting me apart. And actually it slowly started to help. I don't know how we went down this rabbit hole, but 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 it was more, it it was more about like the brand. Um, This week I'm coming out with a video because it's the Guardians of the Galaxy fifth anniversary. Oh, right. And you know me, I'm a big Guardians fan. So I'm going to do it big. And, but what I'm going to do is something that I know people wouldn't be able to do. So when, when people go out and see that, I want people to be able to come back and see like, oh, cool. That was a cool edit or like, you know, holy shit, I can't believe you can actually do that. And I think the conception that people always say is that you have to be at Disneyland. Like all these accounts I look at, like, oh, they're at Disneyland every day or like they take enough photos at Disneyland. Yeah. Like, I want to go and I want to enjoy my fucking time there. Yeah. You know, I want to be on my phone. I don't want to have someone taking photos of me the whole time. That's not fun. Right. You know, you and, don't. And, and that's that's like a huge thing where it's like, yeah, sure. I go to Disneyland a lot. I take photos and I get desserts and stuff or whatever but i also want to be able to enjoy my time mm-hmm. and not have it monopolized by my disney brand so that's why i try to go home and do stuff that's bring disney at home like you took my photo of my lion king and yeah. i edited simba's ring around it because mm-hmm. that's just a way that i don't need to be at disney to create disney content you don't you know and I think- we took it in front of shrubbery so it looked like you were actually yeah, like, yeah. it was good <laughs> yes thank you photo cred photo cred <laughs> That movie, not so much, but that's a a different conversation. I have not seen it yet, so I have no opinion. All right. You're at one month of That Hangry Girl Almost, Mm -hmm. which congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. I have 105 followers. 106. Someone followed me today. (laughs) (laughs) What's been one of the biggest learnings from doing a month of your own, your own brand? That's not yourself, like your own thing. So it's really hard to choose one thing. Because you can, you have, you can have there has been you can have so multiple. many things that has been super hard. So one of them, like I mentioned, is that, you know, like you had just mentioned, all of the Disney blogs, all of the food blogs, all of, you know, all of these blogs necessarily, they they do the same thing. But they, they are always, hey, look at this beautiful recipe. Mm-hmm. Look at this perfect recipe. It came out perfect the first time. I made. That's just not, no, life isn't perfect. <laughs> so I try to, you know, be a little bit different, but I also don't want to put up those photos that I, and videos that I tried to get away from when I first started doing it. So it's like there's that healthy balance of, okay, let me be real and authentic, but also let me be a little polished. Let me, you know, put out some good content, some yeah. good photos, some good videos that will reel people in and be able to relate to me. But also, what how much do you share how much do I share how much should I share is too much too much TMI like do people really want to know that my eggplant stuck to the foil yes they do or do they want to know that like oh shoot you know I got it you know my brother's gender reveal is in August for his baby which congratulations Zach and Erica they're having a baby but so you know he's like hey like let's 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 do some things like we're gonna have a dessert table or an appetizer table why don't you make some stuff for the blog and I'm like and your Instagram and you know, we'll, we'll put it out there you know everyone's gonna be there they can you get more followers etc and so now I'm like holy crap, now I'm like, oh oh my gosh. Now I actually have people who want me to like not hire me because I'm not like being like, oh, pay me. But like, you know, I think we were going to do something coming up soon, you know. We're going to do a collab. We're going to do a collab. And then it's like, okay, so now I have to think of things that I'm not normally thinking of. Like, it's like, you're you're super Disney, so we're going to do a Disney Hangar Girl collab. Then it's like my brother with gender reveals all about babies. But so here's the like, thing is, that that is how people grow. And it's actually a lot of people, a lot of brands don't get it. Because a lot of brands are like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a partner with your brand. Like, they don't realize that you're going to gain way more when you work together, yeah. when you don't compete. 
Yeah. You know, you of course, you don't want to work together with, you know, Nike and Adidas don't want to work together as they shouldn't. Exactly. But, but also like and if you're not in the direct same lane, then you should want to try to work with every single yeah. person possible. Yeah. You know, and there are people don't get me wrong. You know, I've seen a lot of like people on Instagram who are like, hey, like in their bio, it's like, hey, if you want to use my recipes or you want to collab, DM me or if you want to do this, DM me, you know, and it's like I love that. I love mm-hmm. that people want to actually collaborate instead of compete because it's like, yo, there's so many people in this world. You're going to someone out there or multiple people out there is going to resonate with you better than they are you. You know, so there there really isn't any competition between you and that person you collaborate with. You're just putting out who you are. Yeah, I know. It's it's tough. I'm just I know that I'm throwing this out there, yeah. but I know outside of our collab, the collabs that you're looking at, are they also food people or are yeah. they just normal people? Food people. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. So, you know, there's been um, a few people who have followed me and have commented some things on my recipes and I'll comment back to them. And then in their bio, I see like, hey, if you want to collab, like DM me. I haven't gotten to that point yet to D- like to DM someone. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. following zero people, even though there have been foodies who have followed me. Um, so I'm I will trust me, be DMing soon. (laughs) So I do want to get to that point, but I also have to be realistic. I was like, I need to start learning how to do videos. That's going to be my next thing. I want to do those tasty videos that are overhead because those are that get shared. Which we're actually going to do and I'm not going to fail this time. Yes, we are going to, you're going to teach me how we're going to learn. (laughs) I mean, even, I mean, I saw this to everybody. um, And actually I shared this, I'm sure you saw this, that I shared a post about my fail when I baked a cake for my client, Katie, (laughs) and I had drank a couple glasses of wine prior to that (laughs) moment. And she had asked me, because we we had this idea we were fleshing out. We only needed the base of it. And I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well try to put writing on it. And I realized how hard it was. So I sent it to her. And of course, she was not going to use it. But I was like, okay, well, I tried, you know. And um, I actually wrote it in my post that I felt like it wasn't quality for her, but actually was perfect for me because I think people, they need to see even like professionals fuck up all the time. All the time. You know, that's why like before you got here, I'm going to double check the mic. I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch the YouTube video one more time instead of the mic, you know. But that's really daunting and that's really scary to put your fails out there. For me, that is why they made that show Nailed It on Netflix. I love watching it. Granted, I would never be on it, even though I probably am the perfect candidate. <laughs> probably. Um, but I, I, there's so much of a need for that because also it's a way to like connect, to know that like, yeah, sure, I make good shit and, I, and you do such great work with a camera, but also like shit happens. Yeah. You know, and I think that just being as real, like you said, like that's the best thing you can do. It is, but it's the hardest. It is super hard. It is the hardest. Yeah, you never know. Um, Nikki, thank you so much. I'm gonna have you on again. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no, this is great. This was too much fun. This takes me way back. Yeah, back in the day when we were on the radio station. (laughs) Could you imagine if we ever got to have a show together? That would have been ridiculous. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Who knows where the future is gonna take us? (laughs) All right, thank you, Nikki. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social Media Unlocked. Please take a moment to review this podcast in the iTunes Store. If you want to learn more about me and my social media experience, go to www.heather.pink or find me on Instagram at heatherpink27. And if you're looking for help in creating a social media department or building a social media brand, my consulting agency Pink Deer is here to help. Visit www.pinkdeerllc.com for more info.